Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, met fellow adventurers. Here we are, back in the Silver Quest again. On to the next adventure, which is called The Captive. And the description says, who is Gudra of West Warren? Alright, start the adventure. Sometimes, and always sometimes, I think I can hear his voice around this old place, says Prithin, clearing off a corner of a cluttered table set down to set down his steaming mug of paleo. We often wonder what's become of him, what's become of them. Can't be lost. They're too wily for it to come to that think that one day, perhaps sooner than we think, we'll see them all again. Don't you think so? For the past several minutes, you've listened politely as Prithan, in his typical penchant for nostalgic musing, has recounted more than once the adventures and events leading up to the departure of Rundor and Helene. The image of your companions stepping into the fire-wind portal as they went off in search of Nirith and Trelock is one you will never forget. Now that, this is, is referring to the Proving Grounds 5 adventure. If you haven't heard it, just scroll down a lot and, and you'll see it. I mean, I mean a lot. It's uh, hundred or more than a hundred episodes back now. Both Prithin's words and tone seem to suggest he feels guilty for not having done more to keep them from going. When you tell him you're also confident you'll see them again, he nods, smiles and sits down at the table. With his rugged hands firmly gripping the steaming vessel, he takes a long sip of his paleo. The awkward silence of nearly a minute follows, during which you find your thoughts drifting back at the fateful moment you parted ways with your companions. With a mix of fondness and grief, you recall the moment you, Prithren and Iskodar parted with Wundor and Helene. It's only a few minutes. It is time to part ways with Wundor and Helene. You, Iskodar and Prithren, bid the brave pair a sad farewell and wish them luck and safety on the perilous endeavour that lies ahead. And I wish the three of you luck as well, says Windle. You may yet find remnants of our enemy's shadow, perhaps in unexpected places, for I pray our beloved world has seen the last of all of this. Isquidart and Pritham step up to Windle, and each in turn meet their long-time friend and leader in a solemn shoulder cross. They turn and then repeat the gesture with Helene. You do the same. The opportunity should arise, says Windle, thoughtfully stroking his chin. If you could see to somehow extend my severe, sincere apology to Teeth. 
and see he might not think again of donning the tabard. He's a good man, Soup. A good man by all measure. Tell him I was wrong. Take care of yourself, Soup, says Helene, as the three of you prepare to depart. If I'm ever back this way, well, I'll try to see if I can cross paths with you. I'd like nothing more. Farewell. Wendell closes his, closes his eyes and motions with his left hand. His entire body trembles and his eyes open as he gives a, gives a disconnect, discontented sigh. Repeats the procedure and this time the crackle of fire fills the dome chamber as a wide, flame-weaved wind portal opens against the wall. It's nearly identical to the portal into which the demon lord and Trelock were drawn. Alain steps towards the portal and turns to face you all, all one last time as she arrives at his threshold. She nods and waves and then steps into the fiery vortex and is lost from sight. Wundor exhales sharply and strides up to the portal. Like Helene before him, he turns and nods to the three of you as he takes one last look around at the gloomy dome chamber as it is the last view you will ever have of this world. Someday, he says in a low voice, shifting his gaze to each of you in turn. Someday again. Someday again for certain. With his final words still wigging your ears, Windle steps into the portal and disappears. The fire-weave Neville Gate closes silently behind him. Your thoughts suddenly return to the present. Someday again, for certain, says Pritham, his eyes fixed on the dark, steaming liquid, lapping gently at the sides of his mug. That's what he said, and I choose to believe he meant it. But enough of all that. One can only afford to linger in the past for so long. After all, there are matters of the present to which we must attend. And is it so, as, and as, uh, as it often happens, something of that sort has just come our way. Within reaches into a pile of clutter that dominates the centre of the table and retrieves a sheathed dagger. He draws and brandishes the unremarkable blade before slipping it back into a sheath and setting it back into the table. Perhaps the last worldly possession of Gudrar of West Warren. Gudrar, it would seem, is a wanted man. He was acting as a liaison between a band of brigands and a small syndicate of goblin fences. He apparently ran afoul of the human side of that dastardly preposition. He's now being held captive. I've no love for his possession, mind. I would normally go far out of my way to avoid associating with his ilk. But something about all of this seems different. In any case, we've been hired to rescue him. For reasons unknown, Prithen picks up the dagger he's just placed on the table and tucks the sheathed weapon into his belt. Unable to resist the urge to exercise your authority, as given to you by Windor upon his departure, 
You ask Prithin what the rescue from nefarious humour from the clutches of other equally unscrupulous men has to do with the business of monster slaying. He smirks and shakes his head. Quite right, he says, gingerly sipping his paler. I do hope you haven't been listening too much to Teep, or Iskridar for that matter. They've already said much to shame. But surely you have no desire to turn your back. To turn the back of the Silver Crest on someone who is willing to pay us to? Prithen apologises and meets you in a shoulder cross. What I mean to say, Zoo, is I'm asking you to consider accepting, accepting this job. I dare say it's been a bit presum- I've been a bit presumptuous of late. When you inquire about the identity of the party willing to pay the silver quest to rescue the captured human goblin liaison, Prithim tells you he's not entirely certain. The man who hired us, that is, who is attempting to hire us, does not seem to be the sort to make alliance with someone like this Gilder fellow. What I heard, Gulja has other talents that serve him in a capacity well apart from his rather reprehensible line of work that's landed in his current predicament. But apart from that, I suppose I really know very little. I've been asked not to reveal his identity, but I'm so I'm afraid I must refuse even you on that matter. Then you ask Prithen about the dagger now tucked into his belt, specifically Specifically, how it came into he came into possession of it, and what is what is supposed to be done with it? Not quite sure," he said, placing the sheathed bed blade on the table. Perhaps it would be best if we give it back to him. Once we rescued him, that is, the man who hired us gave it to me, thinking it might help in some way. But I confess, I don't see how it could. Well. It's a fine sort of weapon, so I can tell Pritham the quest will accept the job. Tell Pritham you do not wish to accept the job. Well, I've recently saved, so I do not wish to accept the job. When you tell Pritham you do not wish for the silver quest to accept the rescue mission, his face falls and he seems, though only for a moment, lost for words. I would ask you... We consider, he says, fixing you with a worried look. This is, after all, someone in need. Not someone with whom we make a habit of associating, but someone in need all the same. So I can tell him the quest would accept the job. Or do not wish to accept the job. Okay. Your second refusal brings about a surprisingly rapid change in Prithen's demeanour. He shrugs his shoulders and nods, telling you he will relay the news to the client and return the gold he has already been paid. You may indeed be right, he says. We are to begin in accepting any and all endeavours, no matter how far they stray from our specialty. Well, there is danger in that, yes. I can see now that there is. With that, Pritham takes his leave of you as he hustles off to tend to the task of cancelling the quest's involvement in the rescue mission mission. Still, somewhat surprised that Pritham accepted your decision as viable. Without considerable resistance, you turn your attention to the cluttered table at which he was sitting, determined to make a dent on the mound 
of odds and ends stacked haphazardly upon its worn, uneven surface. That ends this adventure with no reward at all, because I haven't actually done anything. Alright, you can now move on to the next... You can move on to the next adventure now. So, you do, it doesn't lock you out of anything doing it this way. But you're missing. But I kind of want to... But really, I was doing that just, to, just so you could so you could hear what happens when you do. Now I'm going to quit. Okay, now let's accept the quest. All right, embarking. Nostalgia. All right, I now tell Prithim the quest will accept the job. Pithorin again meets you in a shoulder cross. Will you tell him the quest will accept the job of rescuing the human goblin liaison? Well, anyway, as he begins to go over the peculiars of the mission, you're surprised to learn the captive in question, Gildar of West Warren, is being held in Blue Moss Cave, a lair near Talonus, with which you're already familiar. Well then, that certainly helps to simplify things says Prithrim, after listening to you relate the details of your previous excursion into the cave. Yes, that simplifies things very nicely. Here, you best take this. After looking over the sheathed dagger, one last time, Prithrim hands the weapon to you. It's Gildra's dagger. Alright, so, stabbing weapon, as you'd expect. Three, it's magical. Three melee waiting, three luck. This is the dagger given to you by Prithrim. It's decided that you should return to the dagger to Griflar after you rescue him. The dagger was given to Prithran by the mysterious man who hired the Silver Quest to rescue the captured human goblin liaison. The weapon is of magical quality. While, you go, while, going, while going over the various details of the mission with Prithran, you learn that a group of bandits has taken up residence in the Blue Moss Cave again and are holding captive the human goblin liaison, Gildra West Warren. When you polite, politely inquire how it is he came about this knowledge, he merely smiles. Never forgotten, have you? There's more to me than meets the eye, dear friend. Or so I should hope to think. Sources quite close to me, sources seldom warm, have told me all about it. These same sources paint a very unsettling picture of Gildra's likely fate, I'm afraid. We really mustn't delay. Having agreed, agreed the job must be undertaken at once, Pritham is quick to suggest you round up any supplies you might need before setting out. Glancing... Glancing about the cluttered interior of the Silver Quest Hall headquarters, you're hardly surprised to note notice both Teak and Isquidar are conveniently abs absent. Now, I can attempt to give the job to Pritham. It's not going to work, of course, but I can attempt. Prithium seems genuinely taken aback when you suggest he tackle the question, and he's quick to point out you already... 
and is quick to point out Geordie's possessed knowledge both of the surrounding terrain and and the cave itself. A few mangy bandits would be just the thing to keep you in practice, he says, slapping you on the shoulder as he swallows the last of his powder. And well, if I'm quite honest, I shudder to think of the state of this place if Iskridar and Teak were left to their own devices without me to keep after them. Just think of it! I dare not! You take a quick look at the ra- mounds of clutter filling the interior of the renovated tavern and wall your eyes, have you decided here and now to take on the job yourself? Prithon describes you based on what he's been told. Gildra of Westwine. You listen intently as he details the young man's appearance down to his long, straight, waven locks. He looks just like one might expect a fella out of West Warren to look. He's, he says, frowning playfully. Never said it before, and we first to admit such ostracies are usually foreign to me, but seldom has anything good turned out of a place like West Warren. I very much doubt this Glaudor will prove an exception. One can always hope, of course. At length, you bid Prithian farewell and prepare to strike out at once for Blue Moss Cave, realising any significant delay may well prove detrimental to the success of your mission. Not, not to mention the life of the missing liaison. You don't find him alive, so proof of this mise will have to do, says Prithian. Will be a grim conclusion, and not one we would truly consider a victory. There isn't much we can do to stay the hand of fate. Oh, don't forget to give him his dagger. Well, good luck. Stay safe. I won't rest easy until you're back with us. With that, you make your way out of the quest headquarters, and after making necessary preparations, embark on the long and potentially perilous trek to Blue Moss Cave. Thankfully, the journey to Blue Moss Cave proves both swift and uneventful. Huh? You do you go straight there, as it's not you. Uh, hmm, I thought I'd have to manually travel there, but no. As you approach the cave, winding your way through the thick of the surrounding forest, your mind focuses on the task imminently at hand: to find and rescue Gildra of West Warren. You're standing just outside the jagged mouth of a cave, deep in the forest east of Tantalus. Patches of blue moss cover the edges of the cave's scraping moor and most larger rocks in the immediate vicinity. A cool breeze drifts out of the darkness to greet you. Alright, enter the cave. Once again, this is this is a re-clearable dungeon, so I could have made it scaled, but nah. You're standing just inside the mouth of Blue Moss Cave. Countless patches of of the soft blue growth cover the walls, ceiling and floor of this dark lair. All indications are this cave has been recently inhabited, likely by bandits. Alright, I started in the south part. Alright, you freeze in mid-step as a group of three bandits suddenly emerge from the gloom just ahead. The ragged brigands quick, swiftly draw their weapons and rush at you. Now I can kill 
or I can subdue. I'm going to subdue. Because I usually, if I have an option to subdue, I take it. 14 XP. Battered into submission. The cowardly brigands plead for their lives. With no particular use for the unsavoury lodge. You are sternly order to leave this lair and to never return. And consider going straight to. After rapidly and repeatedly promising to do as you have instructed, the Brandon staggers to their fleet and move off swiftly, but somewhat unsteadily, towards the mouth of the cave. When you can no longer hear their footfalls, you take a few moments to check over your equipment before once again setting off along the mossy tunnel. Alright, just going north. The walls, floor, ceiling and floor of this spawning cave are covered with thick patches of blue moss. Alright, making my way to the northwest side. Alright, that's one court. You make, you make a grim discovery in the deep gloom of the mossy tunnel. Lying at the base of the, of the moss-covered cave tunnel, clad in the tattered remnants of a suit of leather armour, are the bloodied remains of a middle-aged man. Judging by the state of this decayed corpse, you estimate he's been dead for several days. Terrible loot. And I've just checked, yeah, and presumably I've checked it's not Giljar of West Warren. At last, with no desire to linger in the presence of the body, he once again set off through the gloom. Alright, making my way to the north side of the dungeon. What could this be? Now, isn't there supposed to be some bandits? It's a little T-junction. Explore both sides of that. Now, going towards the south side again. Filling in the map. Just filling in. It's another bandit. I shall subdue this bandit also. Take that, you bandity bandit. 8 XP. And it won't. I say, hey, run away. She says, okay, I'm running away. <laughs> like that. But possibly more high-pitched and whiny. Suddenly, you make a grim discovery in the deep gloom of the mossy tunnel. Lying at the base of a moss-covered cave tunnel, clad in the tattered remnants of a suit of leather armour, the bloodied remains of a fair-headed woman. Judging by the state of a decayed corpse, you quickly, you estimate she has been dead for several days. A quick search of the body turns up the following. Terrible loot. At last, with no desire to linger in the presence of the body, you once again set off through the gloom. Alright, making my way. Sort of in the middle now. Yes, this is a quite large and mazy dungeon. Two ragged bandits. Do these ones too. Alright, they attack you savagely, as bandits are wont to do. 12 XP, I say run away, and they run away. Running bandits, run away from me. 
or I'll chop you into little bandit chunks. And you don't like that, because being in chunks hurts suddenly. The sudden sound, footfalls from somewhere up ahead, draws your progress along the passage to an abrupt halt. Three ragged men emerge from the gloom, their weapons drawn and their tall, cool gazes fixed on you. The, the figure at the centre of this trail, a short, wet old man, clad in a tattered suit of leather armour, immediately barks orders for the men at his side, commanding them to kill you. As the two brigands rush forward to attack, you defiantly draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. Two bandits? Presumably, presumably the bandit leader's favourite minions. They swipe at you with their short swords, but now they're subdued. And presumably they're going to run away now. Just, it's taking a bit to load. Yeah, come on, come on, loady, loady, load, 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 load. Yes, silly internet. What's... Something's blocking up the tubes. I'm just going to pause and... Did it get it together? 6 XP. Bloodied and battered, but still very much alive, the two bandits stagger back beyond the range of your blows before turning and dashing off along the cave tunnel. Their leader, his fingers renewing their grip on the hilt of his sword, rushes forward and attacks, his blade cutting a deadly arc before him. It's the bandit leader, I guess I'll subdue him too. They swipe at you with his short swords. Now, you don't be like that other bandit leader and try to stab me. Because I don't like being stabbed by people I previously showed mercy to. Alright, 8xb. The bandit leader, his face bloodied and his nose badly broken, staggers to his feet and stumbles off along the cave tunnel before you can make any attempt to waylay him. Content to allow him to flee, you spend a few moments to check over your gear while you recover from the brutal melee. You suddenly notice that your enemy, in his haste to escape, dropped his sword. It's a common longsword. At last, eager to resume your exploration, you cautiously set off through the dark. Alright, making my way to the southeast corner. Suddenly, you make a grim discovery in the deep gloom of the mossy tunnel. Lying at the base of a moss-covered cave tunnel, clad in the tattered remnants of a suit of studied leather armour, are the bloodied remains of a bearded man. Judging by the state of his decayed corpse, you estimate he has been dead for several days. A quick search of the body turns up the following. Terrible loot, trove gold. At last, with no desire to linger in the presence of the body, you once again set off through the gloom. Right, back, make my way back to the southeast corner. There I am. Right, now going west. Not much of this cave left to explore. Three more squares to fill in. 
He freezes in mid-step as a lone bandit suddenly emerges from the gloom ahead. The wagged Brudang swiftly draws his weapon and rushes at you. In combat against the bandit, gonna subdue this one too. He attacks me savagely and is subdued. 8 XP, battered into submission. The cowardly bandit pleads for his life. No particular use for the unsavory outlaw. You sternly order him to leave this lair and never return. After rapidly and repeatedly promising to do, do as you've instructed, the brigand staggers to his feet and moves off swiftly, but somewhat unsteadily, towards the mouth of the cave. When you can no longer hear his footfalls, you take a few moments to check over your equipment before once again setting off along the mossy tunnel. There, now being on every square. Suddenly, you make a grim discovery in the deep gloom of the mossy tunnel. Lying at the base of the moss-covered cave tunnel, clad in the tattered remnants of a suit of fur armour, are the bloodied remains of a tall man. Judging by the state of his decaying corpse, you estimate he has been dead for several days. A quick search of his body turns up the following. Jabalu, three gold. At last, with no desire to linger in the presence of the body, <coughs> once again set off through the gloom. Alright, just walking around a bit until it is cleared. It's another bandit. Subdue the bandit. Come on, bandit, be subdued. 8xp, and away he goes. Oh shit, I mean women can women can be bandits too. Yes they can. They usually don't. I mean I think statistically speaking, I think you most bandits are men, but well, everyone says his, but I mean you could have lady bandits. Yes, I mean, hmm. I mean, Swift doesn't have any particular qualms about having women in the highest levels of society. So presumably they don't have any qualms about putting them in the lowest levels either. Hmm. Oh, walking around. Come on, bandits, where are ya? Come on, come here, let me punch you in the face. Then you could run away and we can, I can just go back to exploring this cave. I've got a grudar of West Warren to find suddenly. Pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from aura, 20 from woodmanship, and 10 from luck needs 75 or more. Or something bad will happen. 110. Success. You spot something moving out of the corner of your eye and instinctively spin to find yourself face to face with the bandit leader you previously encountered. 
You really should have just won. Ran away, bandit leader. Because you had a chance. All the other bandits were clever enough to just run. But not you. You had to have another go at it. The rugged brigand. His face twisted into a vicious snarl. Lunges at you with his long bladed dagger. It's a bandit leader. So do I kill or subdue? Okay, I guess I'll subdue him again. But this time... Harder. This time... In the face. This time... With spiked wings. This time... Making him particularly ugly looking afterwards. Stabs you with his dagger. Particularly brutal stroke for 11 damage. Nearly gone. And he is slain. Well, subdued. I assume. Hmm. Hmm, where's the internet's playing silly buggers again? Just gonna pause it while it gets his act together. The bandit leader, his face bloodied, 8 XP, and his nose badly broken, staggers to his feet and stumbles off along the cave tunnel before you can make any attempt to waylay him. Content to allow him to flee, you spend a few moments to check over your gear while you recover from the brutal melee. You suddenly notice that your enemy, in his haste to escape, has dropped his dagger. Not worth picking up. That you can't truly be certain. Something tells you you've seen the last of the wretched brigand. At last, eager to resume your exploration, cautiously set off through the dark suddenly. An unsettling quiet swiftly descends upon Blue Moss Cave. Success! Alright, the cave is cleared. 64 XP to general. With the cave now devoid of its unsavoury occupants, make a thorough search of the twisting passages and discover, much duration, a sizeable cache of plunder. Cache of plunder tucked away in a small hidden chamber. Okay, it's pretty decent loot. And 37 gold. Having completed an exhaustive search of the chamber and its contents, you quickly check over your equipment before once again setting off on your way. Suddenly. As you're making your way out of the cave, you suddenly hear angry voices from somewhere in the darkness ahead. Dowsing your light, you fall back into the shadows and watch as a pair of bandits appear round a bend in the passage. What? There's more bandits? I thought I had them all. Dragging along a smaller, struggling figure, his hands and legs bound with thick rope. Listening intently as the two brigands speak hurriedly to one another, discern they are attempting to flee the cave with their captive. Realising at once the struggling figure being dragged along the corridor, the man you've come here to rescue, the Ladrera of West Warren, you immediately begin to formulate a plan of action. 
Without, without warning, one of the bandits turns and deals Goodyear a savage blow with the back of his hand. The waven-haired captive grunts in agony and collapses onto the floor of the cave. Keep still, says the other bandit, who flashes his cohort a disapproving look. I thought I heard something. He's no good to us now, says the man who struck his blow. Who struck the blow, his voice slow and clear. Either we get let him go, or we get rid of him. It's not coming with us. Avivs having suddenly made up his mind, the other brigand draws his sword and turns to look upon his bound liaison. Galadair struggles to get to his feet, but is kicked to the ground by the man who hit him only a moment ago. Realising the men attempted to, attempt <coughs> to kill him, you spring into action. Quite a few options here. I could just attack them. I could use illusion, feathery, telekinesis, shadow magic, or archery. I'll give shadow magic a go. And it didn't work. Having failed at your attempted action, you waste no time deciding upon your next move. Bounding Thorid through the darkness, you prepare to launch a furious assault on the two bandits. Alright, pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from agility, 10, 20 from woodmanship, 10 from luck. Got to get 75 or more. The first bandit cries out in alarm. As you launch your swift and unexpected assault, striking him from behind and stem, and sending him stum- stumbling into the cave wall. The dazed brigand and his cohort turn to face you, their swords drawn as they prepare to counter your surprise attack. I've got to kill these bandits, and I will. They slash you with their swords and are dead. 10 XP. Stepping over the bodies of the slain bandage, you wash Dragulda aside. Good Earth, whose battered and bloodied face betrays the ill treatment he's received at the hands of his captures, mutters several prayers as you cut the ropes that bind him, then help him regain his feet. Leaning against you, still not quite able to maintain his balance. He thanks you repeatedly, telling you that he feared his days had at last come to their end. I didn't want to die in here, he says. I didn't think they'd kill me, but well, things went a bit away. I always thought myself too cautious to fall in a bad way like this. When you introduce yourself and tell the human goblin liaison that you're here on on behalf of the Silver Crest, who have been hired to rescue him. He stares at you and wonder, Who hired you? I don't understand. Do you mean to say that? Oh, never mind. I'm too grateful to be alive to worry over any of that. When you inform Glerda that your the only goal of your mission was to see him freed from his captures, he seems profoundly relieved. In a matter of moments, he's able to stand on his own and walk without assistance. He looks, as if, he looks as if the ill effects he suffered at the hands 
of his captures will not prove permanent. Well, the physical scars, the physical damage at least. With your help, Gardier locates most of the gear been taken from him by the goblins. He seems particularly happy to recover a crude dagger which he promptly tucks into his belt. Now, if you don't mind, I think we should get out of here, he says. So I give him the dagger or not. I'll give him the dagger. Galerdo is surprised when you produce the gap dagger given to you by Puthian and hand it to him. He thanks you and tells you that the weapon is very dear to him. He also tells you that he feared it was forever lost. How did you come across this? he asks, suddenly flashing you a suspicious look. Well, never mind. Who am I to quest- question the likes of you? Thank you. Thank you a hundred times again. As the two of you make your way out of the now-deserted cave, you ask Eldor about his recent predicament and where he will go from here. I've been in spots like that before, he says, shrugging. Not quite as bad as that, I admit, but bad enough. Don't think I was getting out of that one, though. I owe you more than simple gratitude. But for now, that will have to suffice. I will repay this favour. That, I promise you. Where from here? Can't really say. Some place where no, no one knows me would be nice. Once outside the cave, Gudu continues to talk. You're not entirely certain he's aware of all he's revealed you, but he makes mention of Farwither, a small goblin settlement on, on Tysa's eastern frontier that fell victim to a goblin wave several years ago and alludes to his indirect involvement in his gruesome fate. You suddenly find yourself looking at the young man in a whole new light. A link to Farwither. The remote settlement of Farwither, located on Tysa's eastern frontier, was destroyed by a band of marauding cave goblins several years ago. The goblins that raised Farwither, killing nearly all of its residents, were later hunted down and slain by a group of Tyson border rangers working working alongside the troll hunter and his band of rugged rugged huntsmen. Ooh, the troll hunter was there too. The attack on Tharwither has continued to serve as a fresh reminder to those across the North Warplands of the deadly, ever-present peril that haunts the untamed wilds of the world. Gardiel tells you he, that he was tasked by a particularly unsavoury clan of goblins that hired him to locate a man who had betrayed them. Learn that liaison tracked the man in que- question to Farwither and promptly relayed his news to the goblins. I had no idea they would do what they did, he says, shaking his head and struggling. I don't know why I'm telling you this, actually. I suppose because I've never told anyone about it. It's stuck with me, of course. Sometimes I can't get to sleep for sleep for it. Never been back their way. Don't think I could face that. Gilda's strange admission 
but his indirect involvement on the attack on Farwiller fills you with a mix of strong emotions. Your sympathy for the young man, for the terrible burden that will weigh upon his soul for the rest of his life, is tempered by your abhorrent disdain for his for his for his treachery against his fellow humans. Treachery that led to the deaths of nearly every man, woman and child in Farwither. As if sensing your internal conflict and regretting his imprudent concession. Galizia suddenly and somewhat nervously tells you that he must be on his way. Thank you again, Zoop. I won't forget this. I'll find some way to repay you, I promise. I promise. As the young man prepares to set off, the horrific tales you've heard about the events in Farwither continue to churn through your thoughts. Struggling to crow your rising waves, you quickly decide his fate. You're certain the Silver Crest would never have consented to taking part in his rescue had his past been known. But first, I'm going to use divination just to be sure everything's in line. Ajax speeds a divination. You channel your power of divination and make several attempts to determine whether or not Gildar is telling you the truth about his involvement in the attack on Farweather. Though his mind, mind proved exceedingly difficult to read, you ultimately sense sense that what he has told you is true, save that he feels a little remorse for his part in this inner tragedy. So, hmm. Now, admittedly, probably what I should do is present present him to the relevant authorities, because, you know, it's only, because, you know, you've got to have the, you've got to have rules, Otherwise, you just end you just end up with you just end up with with ever escalating feuds breaking out all over the place. So three options: attack Galdir. You have caused people to die, and you probably should have suspected at least one person would be killed, and. The fact that maybe a couple more would be killed on the way would have been a heavy consideration. After all, these are goblins, and you're asking them to point them, point them towards someone they hate. Obviously, they're gonna kill him. And you know, goblins once they start start killing, it's it kind of get into you get into a groove, and then you carry on, and suddenly everyone's dead. So I can attack him, issue him a stern warning, or allow him to leave. Hmm. So, this is treachery. High treason. Pretty much as high as it can get. Hmm. And if he goes free... He will probably never come to justice. 
It'll, it'll melt away. Even if, even if I tell people about what he's done, they won't be able to find him. This is the only chance he... This is likely the only chance to is for him to face justice. Hmm, so I can, yes, attack him. Issue him a stern warning. Or just allow him to leave. Hmm. You know what? I mean, after that bandit, that bandit stabbed me again, I've really had enough of traitors. So, I'm going to attack Gildra. Cry out in alarm, Gildra stumbles back, draws out his dagger as he struggles to fend off your swift and sudden assault. It's Gildra. Yes, I am fighting him right now. I can still subdue him. Or I could just kill him right now. You know what? Kill him right now. Because yeah, there doesn't seem... There's no option. There's no option to just, you know, take him to the relevant authorities. Because that... Because, honestly, it's no point of a moral dilemma if you can just say, pass on the moral dilemma to someone else. Which is usually actually what most people do when faced with a moral dilemma. Get someone else to do it. <laughs> uh, well, he's gonna die. His actions led to the deaths of dozens. And he dies. He swipes at you with his dagger, brutal stroke for three damage. Yes, yes, but not as brutal as the stroke he did on Far Wither. Now he is slain. Eight. XP. Your final blow sends Gildra's bloodied, lifeless body sprawling to the ground. Stepping back from his corpse, you spend a few moments cautiously surveying your immediate surrounding and checking over your equipment. Then, with your heart heartbeat slowing and your breathing once more settled into a calm, Familiar passage. It's not calm, familiar for pattern. You move to examine the body of the slain liaison. Though a search of Builder's body turns up the following Exceptional dagger, superior checks, padded shirt, superior padded sleeves, superior leather boots, and a well and a well crafted leather bait. Okay, I'm just, that's some pretty good loot there. After making certain you haven't overlooked anything, you step away from his remains and prepare to make your way out of the forest. Days later, back in Twithic, in the headquarters of the Silver Quest. Upon returning to the Adelstone, you immediately make your way to the headquarters of the Silver Quest, where you announce the conclusion of your mission. It's Tweak and Iskristar, they're obviously happy to have you back safe and sound. 
seemed largely indifferent to the outcome of the rescue of Blue Moss Cave, perhaps just a little resentful it was ever carried out. Despite this, and believing it's for the best to provide a true and full account of what happened, you relate to them the entire relate the adventure in its entirety to your companions. When you be- tell them about Gudio's death, only Prithim seems to have a noticeable reaction. He grinaces slightly before before slowly nodding as if he's to signal he's not entirely disapprove of your actions. Seems a fitting end for the rat, says Isquidar, glancing at Teak and Brithrim. No good ever comes from consorting with goblins. Think that's all that needs to be said about that. Well done, my friend. Well, not... Okay, sometimes good comes from consorting with goblins. I mean, it was that time I worked alongside Torangar the Axe, and I rescued a whole load of prisoners. And there's a deal. And, well, that's, that's the only one I can think of right now. Probably in other cases. Well, okay, the, that goblin with the altar of malice, I guess. I guess I sort of was vaguely on the same side as one in that time. As your fellow quest members resume their various tasks of somewhat dubious importance, you settle in next to the fire, content to put the events of your recent adventure behind you. No sooner have you begun to doze, as Prithran pull a chair up to the hearth and sink into it, his bright eyes fixing you with a curious look. It's all for you, he sends. He sends handing you a bag full of gold. Getting gold or away from his capital it wasn't important enough to warrant that tidy little sum. But I suppose it doesn't really matter now. Not really. 500 gold tokens. Prithian's, Prithian's size. For a moment, just a moment, you almost believe you're looking at Windle. You quickly chalk the Omnane notion, notion up to fatigue and promptly discard it. As I don't know anything more about all this, I've left the scoundrel to his captures. Captors, he continues, shaking his head. I promise to be just a bit more discerning in the future about the sorts of jobs I seem to so readily accept. You assure, you assure Pritham you don't blame him for the turn of events involving Gilda's rescue. He smiles and nods. As he stands, he places his hand on your shoulder and thanks you. He then moves off to tend to a heap of his own gear that appears appears ready to slide off a table already piled high with clutter. A general weariness, combined with the heat spilling out from the fireplace, serves to make your eyelids increasingly heavy. As you slowly drift into slumber, Content to put aside all, all other thoughts and concerns, a peaceful melody slips softly into your ear. It's Pritham's gentle song, half hummed from the far side of the womb, that ultimately lulls you to sleep. 
and that ends this adventure with 384 XP to general and 34 experience to all skills and powers. And there it is. The next adventure is called Marked. The barely legible note tacked to the inside of the door makes mention of a task of no small urgency to be undertaken at a nearby farm. Yet another job your fellow quest members have apparently seen fit to cast your way. But that, I guess, will be for next time. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.